This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Dale Jr. finishes 17th in the cup race, Mike. The cup race? Nobody cares about cup race. We're nationwide empire, baby. The Dale Jr. download starts now. With Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer, and this is Dirty Mo' Radio, the Dale Jr. download. It's Monday, and that means we recap what happened yesterday in Talladega. Yeah. Actually, I mean, you just said you don't want to talk about that, so... Talk about talk, Saturday. You want to talk about Saturday? In all seriousness, we really should talk about Saturday. What an unbelievable day for Junior Motorsports, also known as JR Motorsports. At you least just take your pick. The owner, the owner calls it JR. Everyone right. else calls it Junior Motorsports. Um, Regan Smith wins the race. He'll be on this download in just a few minutes. Yep. Casey Kane was the first person to get to the start finish line, though. Uh, he ended up finishing third because when the caution came out. That's where he was by uh, a nanosecond. I think they would say point nine, is it yeah. nine thousandths of a second? Regardless, what an awesome day for this for this company. You know what I thought would have been funny if Regan would have got out of the car at the flag stand and instead of asking for the checkered flag, he asked for the yellow flag and then <laughs> waves it to the crowd. That'd yeah. have been funny. That would have been cool. I don't know. I mean, the movie made is that a top five move at Talladega that you've seen? Awesome. I'm awesome. All time. Use the cup, whole tr- use the whole nationwide. track. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, the movie made, it was very aggressive. Yeah. Could have caused a huge wreck. Yeah. Um, but the wreck actually happened behind them. And so, uh, man, I'm going to tell you something. This is this is the honest truth. No team, no company will cherish a victory like we will this one. You know, I know Kyle wins a lot of races. Joe Gibbs race, they win a lot of races. And you wonder if after a while, you know, the victory lane speech almost feels like it's programmed or mm-hmm. if it lacks some emotion or whatever. And that's because they win so much, and that's good for them. But I'm going to tell you right now, this win and all that was at stake uh, and, and knowing where we were a year ago as a company, it is so sweet. It is so – we will never take this for granted. Plus, he takes the point lead. And we are legitimate championship contenders with Regan right now. Clearly, it's a big day. So I know that Dale Jr. doesn't like to be in the middle of everything during during nationwide races. He's not going to be on the pit box typically. He's not going to be out there and about. He likes to be. It's not that he doesn't care because no, he certainly does. No, there's a reason for, but for he that, doesn't. Right. He doesn't want to be a distraction because exactly. he knows that his name and who he is will get in the way. So tell me, as he's watching in the motorhome, how big a deal this is to him, especially at the restrictor plate tracks. Because do you know how much? It costs when you wreck yeah. these cars. You know, really, when I go into this weekend, I'm like, I don't even care if we win. This is me personally, Mike Davis. I don't even care if we win. I just want to bring these cars back so we can use them again. Right. Um, you know, that is a big that, – that bill is huge when right. you bring back rec, uh, wrecked race cars because you've got to build new right. ones. And so Junior, as the owner, as the guy that actually has to pay for it, it's a bundle of nerves for him then to go out and win it. And then the uh, the completely awkward situation of having one car appear to have won it. Right. And then it ended up being the other one. Well, what does that mean to him? Uh, it, means, it means a ton. I mean, th- we're going to have a celebration today, and Dale Jr. is going to be the first one in line. I mean, this it, it means a ton to him to see our teams competing. And, and, you know, it's why you do it. You don't get in the nationwide. You don't do it to make money. You don't make money in, the, in, in racing. It's a hobby that costs a lot of money. But you do it to be to compete and to win. Yeah, Regan had a great day yesterday too in the Cup race as well, and we'll talk to him a little bit later about that. Let's talk about Dale Jr.'s day, a seventeenth yep. place finish in uh, in the Cup race yesterday in Talladega, and it started with some early troubles, an unscheduled pit stop at lap twenty one. 
as Travis Quapple and that Burger King car and Dale Jr. got into each other high up there on the track. Here we go. Let's listen to uh, the chatter there. Clear, clear, clear. All clear. Yeah, flight tire, flight lift rear, flight lift rear. And for it is the left rear. It is the left rear coming to you here. Five, four, three, two, one. Right here. Pick up on it and clearance that tire. Pull it out. All right, get a tire on it. Clay, try to get some tape on that top. Kink it out if you have to. I don't know. It's like we got into somebody in the flat toward the quarter panel up. I'm going to have to work on it some more. Yeah, I was passing, uh, going around the outside. Somebody just, I was right against the fence. Somebody hit me in the left quarter panel. Well, and, and you knew that it was going to make him go a lap down. It wasn't yeah. really something to worry about no. in terms of getting the lap back. What I think all of us were wondering is how would it affect the performance of the car? Well, you're right. It was so early that it didn't seem uh, to to cause any panic. You knew that they could get the lap back pretty easy. Uh, they took, what is it, three pretty lengthy pit stops to make sure that car was all uh, mm-hmm. good to go. You know, that Lots under of green, black tape. The, the, the green flag stop yep. and then uh, the ensuing caution, which was a pretty big wreck, I think a 16-car wreck, uh, they took two long pit stops, one of them early enough to where they were even going to take the penalty uh, for pitting too soon just because, to give them an extra, uh, you know, minute or so to work on that car. So they reassured that car, got the quarter panel all uh, squared away. As, as Dale Jr. said afterwards, the, the tire actually, he thought it was flat. It didn't actually go flat. The quarter panel had rolled up on top of the, tar, uh, the, the, the tire, and, it, uh, and the tread had come off. And so uh, they needed to fix that quarter panel so it didn't cut down the tire again. And coming up, uh, so, he, so he gets it, that lap back, and he's very competitive. He gets all the way up to second at it for a moment. He was uh, a top-10 car for that long green flag run. Then the rain comes, and they're all scrambling for a position. And Dale Jr. goes from third to ninth ninth after the 48 who i'm sure some people talk about yeah. reaction theater uh goes to the outside and gets in front of him and junior's ninth when yeah. the red flag waves let's listen to this clip and then we, we and i want to spend a few minutes and talk about this jimmy okay. johnson thing so yeah let's hear it all right top 14 is in the lead pack we got a little over 20 laps until we need to pit rain is within i'd say 10 12 minutes at the most i hear a lot of guys talking about it talking about what talking about the rain guys are starting to inform their drivers so they might start getting a little less patient just keep an eye tj for when the run's gonna come yeah, i'm wide open most of the helps in the outside row 1556 only ones on the bottom they're all going to the high side here they're two lanes higher than you there make that 78 come to you here out two outside two outside get open i'll lose the draft i was just sitting there wide open all right so there you go and, and he's he ends up ninth during that long red flag, gosh, it was probably three-plus hours, if not longer than that, that uh, the red flag was out. And, and you wondered if that was the end of the race there, Mike, if uh, the 88 was going to come home with a ninth-place finish. And, and I know you want to talk about the move that Jimmy made right. to, to put Dell Jr. in ninth. But, but first I'll say this. Because of the performance of the car, I have to say, I was kind of thinking, you know what? Let's take keep 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 raining. Let's go home with with ninth place. And and typically, I don't ever feel like that because Dale Jr. is one of the greatest restrictor plate drivers ever. But I just thought the twenty, the forty eight, several other cars out there had a little bit more. Our car, to me, drove like it lacked ambition. Yeah. You know, if it was a if it was a person with a pulse, it lacked ambition. You know, it reminded me of like a high schooler that has so much potential, but it just spends all his time in the in the guidance counselor office. You know, it just lacked that ambition to get up there and just race them. 
And, uh, you know, so for that reason, when Junior's in third, and, you know, you know that what, Junior's had cars that lacked ambition before, but the driver, the guy in the driver's seat, finds whatever ambition it's lacking, and, totally. and, and he can wheel it up there. Uh, but the Jimmy Johnson thing, a lot of people, boy, a lot of people are going at Jimmy again. Uh, they were on Twitter, and they, they were in, in the voicemails that we received, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think because a lot of people think that Jimmy was a bad teammate. I'm trying to figure out, is he a bad teammate? First of all, he didn't dump him because he was in front of Junior. The the, the the high line was moving, and if we heard TJ say that as he's, as he's uh, calling his green flag run here, that the high line was moving, and Jimmy, if he did anything, he bailed on Matt Kenseth and jumped out into that line, and, uh, and it went with the rain coming, so you knew that the, the end of the race may, may be near. The, uh, the Wells Fargo Championship Pro-Am was last Wednesday, and for some ridiculous reason, they asked me to play in it, okay? And all these people out there are yelling at me about lot, you know, the other radio show I do. They're saying all these things. And this one guy says, and I, I'm not, I mean, this is a direct quote. He says, Taylor, I know you do that podcast for Dale Jr. Don't tell me, keep trying to tell me Jimmy Johnson's a nice guy. Just stop. <laughs> I'm not going to like him. I never yeah. will. That, there's your answer right well, there. That, no, that's, there's your answer right there. I, I can sit here all day and tell you that Dale Jr. and Jimmy Johnson are great friends because they are. Right. I can sit here and tell you that they love being teammates because they do. I can tell you that Jimmy is one of the most well-respected people in all of motorsports. That people, uh, re- they are amazed by his commitment, his competitiveness, his focus, uh, the kind of teammate he's been to Dale Jr., how he's tried to get more and more out of J- You can tell him all those things. They're not going to believe you because they can't stand him because he's so damn good. Yeah. That's it. I mean, so, listen, in that situation, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has said it 3,000 times. It's every man for himself. I'm going to go with whoever the hell is the next guy in the next turn. It, it, Dale Jr. left Jeff Gordon in the first race in Talladega that he was in the 88 car. Because he was like, you know what? I can't. I need to move on with somebody else. Right. You have a different dancing partner every five seconds at, at, at a super speedway like Talladega. I don't blame Jimmy Johnson at all. I will Not even, at all. And neither does Dale Jr. He never even mentioned it. And, yeah. and, and I, if, if I took offense to anything, you know, and I rarely do, because I respect everyone's opinion. And yeah. I actually love the passion, even if I don't agree with it. The, the Junior never mentioned Jimmy Johnson. And so a, a couple of people said, well, that's just you guys being PR, Junior. Being, but I'm like, listen, I think we have earned a little bit of credibility here that we will yeah. call it like it is, right? Yeah. I mean, and Dale Jr., of all people, do you really think he is a PR machine where he won't tell it like it is? Does anybody remember the last Talladega race after yeah. the wreck? Oh, if we're going to sit I mean, here. Is, 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 did he really seem like a PR machine there? No. I mean, so, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and another thing. We didn't have it in this radio chatter, but Dale Jr. actually said probably 10 laps before that, he told TJ, you know, tell the 48 that if he leaves that bottom line open, I'm taking it. And yeah. if, he gonna, if he's going to leave that open on the back stretch, he says they need to close it up because I'm in not other gonna, words, he, I'm he says I'm not going to be a good teammate. He'd do the same thing. And so I'm yeah. just, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dale Jr. at lap 151 is in 11th place, but he's in the second pack, and they're losing the first pack, and he's talking to his crew chief, Steve Latart about how to get back up there. So while we can get to them, what this lap was, we were catching them, and then we lost a little bit that one lap. That damn 20 cars, something else. Yeah, we are. We're consistently about two-tenths off them. 
Remember at Daytona we did this, and the guys that would run the bottom would try to catch him, but I don't know if that one would go down there or not. Ask JB if he wants to try out the bottom one time. Just give it one lap. Yep, give me till turn one next time. Yeah, I don't know if it'll work, but it's worth a try. Like you say, Dale, give it one, one lap. I'll let you know the lap time. It did work, too. Jamie, sure did. Yeah, J- so TJ goes to talk to Jamie Mack's uh, spotter. Jamie Mack says, yes, let's, let's, do, it. let's do it. And uh, so they go to the bottom, and it definitely did work. They caught that uh, that lead pack. but It was interesting because that bottom line worked when it was single file lined, and they, yeah. you know, they caught that front pack in three in three laps. Right, but when it was too wide, it didn't it, work at all. In the vacuum of that draft, when you got didn't two work. and three wide racing, no. it was not the way to, yeah. way to go around that racetrack. It cost uh, Junior 10 spots there in the last two laps. But ends up finishing seventeenth uh, because of what you said, Mike. Being on the bottom, he was seventh. He started on the inside row. It just didn't. It didn't move. And you know, I, I guess some people could say, you know, why wasn't he more aggressive in trying to get it to the top row? Um, okay, make that argument. Uh, it also could end you on the, you know, on a rollback as well. It so. could. You know what? Um, he en- he ends the day third in points. Yep. And you know, he's he's had a very good start to the season. And they go to Darlington, and obviously we'll try to get some wins here. Folks, Dale Jr. potato chips have fast become the new favorite snack for race fans. Not just Dale Jr. fans, but race fans and anyone who appreciates a good-tasting potato chip. While you're listening to the Dale Jr. download, you can go to DaleJrFoods.com. That's DaleJrFoods.com to find a store near you or simply place an order. Let's speed dial. Speed dial. Uh, let's bring in the man of the weekend, Regan Smith, driver of the number seven taxlayer.com Chevrolet. He also drove uh, the number 51 Hendrickcars.com Chevrolet in yesterday's cup race. He wins Saturday. He finished sixth on Sunday and had uh, had the lead in both of those races for uh, for a period of time. Uh, Regan, you're a great night driver, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like they turn the lights out, and I get smarter, I get better or something. I don't know. It worked out good, though. Well, hey, let me ask you. Uh, we got a bunch to get to, but let me ask you. What did you think you had won? Did you think Casey Kane had won the race there on Saturday night? Because obviously, when the caution came out, you were you know ahead by six one millionths of a second there. But uh, but getting to the checkered, you were behind Casey. So what were your thoughts there as the race was ending? Well, I, I didn't know what to think because I've been in that situation in Talladega before, and it didn't really work out in my favor uh, the previous time. So, I, <laughs> you know, I knew that I was ahead when the caution lights came out. I knew the 22 car was behind us, and I knew that we were in a pretty good position there. Um, but as we continued to race for the line, what I didn't know was that Casey had the run on the outside that he had, and, and you know, as we crossed the line, I looked out there, and I said, oh, crap, he uh, beat us to the line. I hope NASCAR you know, rules this as when the caution came out and it'll go in our favor. Um, but, you know, I honestly didn't know and, and it uh, it could have gone either way. Either, you know, either either outcome was going to be good for junior motorsports and that was the important part. But now that I've said that and been all, you know, classy about it, I sure am happy that it worked out the way it didn't with <laughs> the seven car one. So. Oh, I, I thought you had a missed opportunity. I thought after your burnouts, you should have gone to the start-finish line, got out of your car gone to the flag stand and asked for the yellow flag instead of the checkered flag and then get up on your car and wave the yellow flag. See there? Yeah, I, prob- I, I probably should have. That would have That uh, could have been your new okay. thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, did, did you talk to Casey? Uh, when did you talk to Casey after the race? Did he come to Victory Lane? Uh, and, and what? how did that conversation go? Yeah, I saw, I saw Casey in Victory Lane, and, and certainly, you know, we worked good to, together at the end of the race, and, and neither car would have been up there without, you know, without us working together and him being committed to, you know, the team car and, and doing the doing the things that he did, um, helping to give me the push 
on the last lap there. And, and you know, he, he said he saw the caution come out, too. Uh, it was pretty dark, so the caution light was pretty bright, and, and we both had the, had the opportunity to see it and, and couldn't really miss it too easily. So he kind of thought that he was in third from that standpoint, but he also knows that in the past we've raced to the line, so we were both kind of, you know, a little bit in doubt as to, as to how the outcome was going to play out, who was going to be the winner and things like that. But, but he was, uh, you know, he's happy for us and, and, as I said, happy for Junior Motorsports. It was a great day, and, and TaxFlayer got their first win oh, yeah. with the company, so I was, I was happy about that and really proud of that. Those guys have been great partners, and, and um, certainly, you know, that was one of our goals this year was to get that to get that red TaxFlayer Chevy in, in, in the winter circle. I don't know if you talked to Jimmy Rhodes. Jimmy Rhodes is the head guy at TaxFlayer, but we talked to him after the race, and he was in a restaurant. They'd watched the last 50 laps, and he bought – Everybody in the restaurant, their drinks. Even the people he didn't know, he was so happy. And that is, that's what it's all about. Uh, that is that is awesome. That sounds exactly like something Jimmy would do. Too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's cool for those guys. They got a lot of passion for this sport and, and for junior motorsports, and, and we're you know we're proud to be partnered with them. I, I was hoping on on your on the race chatter there as uh, you're waiting to see who won that you'd be screaming. I did not go below the yellow line. <laughs> I did not go below the yellow line. <laughs> well, when, I, when I made the big move, when I made the big move going into the trial, I, I got dangerously close to it. And I was about to spin out trying to stay away from it. To be perfectly honest, I saw that thing and man, for me that that line is like it's like the edge of the earth. You go over it, you're gonna fall off and never come back again. Yeah. So when I saw that, I'm like, no, I'm gonna take a right turn. I'll crash back into traffic if I have to, but I'm not going below that. End well, line. I will tell you this: you didn't cross the yellow line, but you crossed every other line out there. Wow. I mean, you went from you covered every line. On that speedway, <laughs> that was a hell of a move, man. That, that was just a typical day on seventy-seven in Charlotte. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I make that. That's true. I Taylor make that move getting onto the freeway uh, every single day. Hey, Regan, I was talking to Mike about this earlier because Dale Jr. does not like to be out there and be a distraction, you know, in the pit box or do a bunch of interviews or be a scene maybe as some other nationwide owners. Uh, while you guys are out there competing. But Lord knows he's paying very close attention. You, you went in there uh, for him for a couple of races last year when he had the concussion in the 88. Obviously, you're racing for a championship. You lead the championship. Give our listeners an idea of what Dale Jr. is like as an owner and how fired up he was Saturday night. Oh, he was very fired up. And, and you know, as an owner, he's, he's been great for me. I, I think the, the coolest part of having him as the owner is, is – I've never been in a situation where I could talk to an owner about actual racing and what's going on on the racetrack and, and have somebody that's been in those experiences and, and gone through the things that uh, that we're going through as a team um, himself as well. And and that's the it's a whole new element and a whole new you know light that you get to see things in and that you get to talk to him about stuff. And then obviously me and him are friends um, away from the racetrack, and, and that certainly helps to make that uh, an easy relationship. But it's uh, it's been different for me to be able to get a new perspective on things, and, and there's there's been a lot of situations this year where he's he's grabbed me and said, hey, you know, do it this way, do it that way, think about this like that, and and it's all stuff that makes sense. You know, he's he's won championships before and and, and been up front in the points consistently and, and knows how to be up there, and and that's something that I haven't done. So um, it's it's good to get his his insight on all that stuff, and uh, you know, certainly he. He also does tell me that I need to control temper and things like that <laughs> frequently. To, uh, he does pay close attention. There's there's yeah. stuff I've said on the radio that I didn't think that anybody was hearing, and he called me out for it later. So I, That's I'm, funny. I'm learning lessons there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Regan, i got to ask you about yesterday's race. Uh, wow, just an incredible race. Again, we talk, we joke about racing in the dark, but you also add the element of, uh, you know, 
a possibly wet racetrack race uh, there at the end. Uh, a green-white checker at Talladega. I mean, talk about the end of that race. Tell me a little bit about the difference between the inside line and the outside line because that certainly played a factor in Dale Jr.'s outcome. Uh, what was your perspective on the whole thing? Yeah, it played a factor in my outcome too. I, you know, I made a move on the last restart. First off, it was it was dark. I, I know, you know, on the on Saturday night, um, it got dark Saturday night too. But for whatever reason, it just didn't seem as dark to me uh, Saturday night as it did Sunday. And and I think it was some some rain clouds that were rolling in that kept what little bit of you know light that was out there for Billy getting to the racetrack to see. Um, so you had that element of the darkness. It was you know misting pretty good there at the end and. and I think a lot of us were questioning if they were even going to throw the green flag or not, and, and they decided to go ahead with it, which, um, I, you know, I think was the right decision. The track was in good conditions. We had a lot of folks that had stuck it out all day long at the racetrack there, so I think that was the right decision um, on NASCAR's part. But the inside and outside line was weird all day long. There was times where the inside was, was the place to be, and it would go, and then there was times where you could go from, you know, 15th to 1st on the outside, which is what I was able to do at the end of the race um, for, for no rhyme or reason, really, just still learning the air. We're still understanding what it looks and where it wants to be positioned on the racetrack. And uh, the last restart, I was on the outside line and, and had a bad restart and decided, you know what, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna hop down to the bottom here and, and get in behind the, the 48 car to see, you know, if we can get anything going. And it felt like we had the momentum. And about the time that it felt like we had the momentum, um, the, four, or the, the 38 and 34 came to the outside and they had the momentum big time. And yeah. I kind of, at that point, I'm like, well, looks like uh, we're going to take what we can get today because those guys are probably going to win this thing. And, and um, they just found the right air and, and, and got the, the right run at the right moment, um, you know, that it, that it worked out really good for them. Happy for those guys. That was cool to see. Yeah. Uh, I know that's a small team that's worked really hard and, and, you know, had a lot of ups and downs. So that was uh, – that's a big deal. For a one-two finish in a cup race is pretty special. Yeah. It is, and and I, I was going to ask you that because uh, you know two years ago, uh, coming up this weekend, uh, you won in, in Darlington, and I, I remember how emotional you were and how big a deal that was for Furniture Row, you know, to to win that uh, two years ago, and now Front Row goes one and two. So uh, certainly you can understand that perspective. Well, unbelievable weekend for you, my friend. Regan Smith wins. For Junior Motorsports on Saturday night, has a great run last night for James Finch in the Hendrick Cars 51. Keep it going, Regan, leading those points. Uh, looking forward to watching you this weekend. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, points, points, points. We're, we're thinking about them already. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, Mike, Reaction Theater. Are you ready for this? Yeah, you know when the, the first time you ever jumped off a high dive, the best thing to do is just dive right in? Yeah. That's what we got to do, dive right, right. in. <laughs> play, play him, Dustin. I try really hard to be patient and not to say bad words and to be real, real supportive of Dale Jr. and the 88 team because I know they work so hard. And I do not mean to, to get ugly. It just gets so frustrating because I know that y'all try so hard. And here you just came in 17th, and it just breaks my heart. Wow. Emotion there. She's very upset. Yeah. You know what? I felt like that a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, honey, the 88's third in points right now. Yeah. It's, it, things are fine, and I'm guaranteeing wins. Wins are coming this year. Next. Wow, what's going on with the 88? Seems like we're not leading left. We're not competitive. We have problems. We're in the back. We get caught up in things. Dale Jr. doesn't drive like he wants to win. Steve makes the wrong call. Week in and week out, we got the same problems. 
somebody needs to take control and fix this thing, or we won't maybe make the chase this year. Imagine if this was the Tony Stewart download Oof. or the Jeff Gordon download. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what? There's a lot of people had bad races yesterday. I mean, I'm just trying. No, no, I'm not. Not bad races, bad, bad seasons. Season. Well, like I mean, so what? What's going on here? Like, is there something I'm missing? No, uh, you know, it's just natural. Look, I, I don't, I don't disagree with him. I bet Dale and Stevie don't disagree with him. They, no, you know, if it was this, if this was an easy thing to solve, then then they would have done it already. But look, we're in a little bit of a rut, and, and they're going to come out of it. Next, hey guys, what kind of excuse will y'all make for the 88 team this week? We can cheerlead so much. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Let's get it going. I, no, we no, don't make excuses. No excuses. No. Listen, I mean, I, I I don't think there's any question they need to find more speed. They want to be more competitive. You're right. It's been, you know, the, the month of April into, into May has been disappointing. But big picture here, folks. Third yeah. in points. Tony Stewart, three-time champion Tony Stewart, is 56 points out of the cha- – 56 points yeah. out of the chase right now. And I still think he'll make the chase. I'm just – well, <laughs> you can't – you can think that all you want. But, but those people need to be hitting the panic button. Yeah. Not the 88 fans. Next. Congratulations to Regan Smith on his win yesterday. Very well done for Junior Motorsports. Much needed. Wicked pisser about the race today. I was really hoping that Junior would have some help coming to the front. These restrictor plate races just suck. I'm so sick of them. Get rid of two Talladegas. Let's have some more short track racing. She she reminds me of something. I uh, I need to rewatch the end of that race, but I'm going to say David Reagan. I think David Reagan won that race. You know why? Because he actually had a committed pusher mm-hmm. somebody behind yep. him that wasn't going to try to win the race his job was to push him and nobody else all these big cars all these you know big motors and yeah. and you know great drivers and matt kenseth nobody had a dedicated pusher well and you're right about that and see gilliland knew how big a deal that was for his company yep you know to get one and two and he and, and like you said after the race i know I'm certain Reagan would have done the same for me, yeah, you know. Yeah. And Gillen is a good restrictor plate driver too, by the way. Yeah, and, and he had no intention of trying to make a pass for that win. He was a dedicated pusher, and they happened to be the only ones out there that, well, were, that were committed to that. I sat in the stands and watched another dedicated pusher uh, push the 48 to a win. <laughs> oh, he brought as well. It <laughs> yeah, I, I did. 2011. I was sitting right there. Next. Normally, I would be kind of upset after Junior finished 17th at Talladega. But more importantly, one, he didn't get crashed, and two, he gained a spot in points. And let's not forget, Regan Smith won the nationwide race for Junior Motorsports. So congrats to him. Congrats to David Reagan. Both races had really awesome finishes. Just wish they didn't take so long to complete. Oh, well, on to Darlington. Good attitude. Yep. Good attitude. Casey Kane finished 42nd. Harvick 40th. Kyle Busch. 37th Ryan Newman 32nd Tony Stewart 27th I'm telling you some big time drivers had terrible days next these boys work their butts off every weekend Junior Nation hates on them every weekend one day we're gonna win a championship so Junior Nation calm down calm down they there say. we go yeah see Mike now we have some people with some perspective I like it yeah next Hey, I'm helping out on my in-laws' farm today, and I'm listening to the race on MRN Radio. Can you send those guys some freaking shifts so they can give me an update as to where the heck Dale Jr. is? It's so annoying. He's just made it back on the lead lap. I got that through Twitter, but come on, MRN. 
Barney, tell those guys the thing to keep us updated. Barney, Joe. Hey. Where's yeah. Junior at? You know what's funny about that real quick? I was listening to MRN of the Nation. I love the MRN guys. I do too. love the MRN guys. They're so good. But the last laugh of the Nationwide race was something like this. Parker Kligerman, Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, it's Kligerman. They're coming to the line. And the winner, Casey Kane. <laughs> and, then, and then they got a minute later. It's like, and so they're looking at the tape, and it's Regan Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, funny. Wow. Next. I love those new and improved jet dryers. Oh, my God. Where were we before that? Yeah, no kidding. What in the world there? Hey, 80% faster. My God, it would have been Wednesday if, if they're 80% faster <laughs> by the time we restarted that race. Hey, they got I, – Good gracious. Uh, kudos to NASCAR. We got two races in. I, you know, had to shorten one of them. But. Thank God Montoya didn't go for a ride during that <laughs> red flag. Next. I just want to congratulate Regan on that drive today. You got some man-sized grapefruit to pull a pass like that. Damn fine move. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well said. Next. Every week we all laugh about, oh, J.J. screwed us up. Jimmy Johnson had us all messed up. The fact of the matter is, Jimmy Johnson doesn't give a about Team 88 once the race starts. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with him. He, he shouldn't give a But the fact of the matter is, I wish the 88 team would stop giving a about the 48 team. And here's the other thing. At the end of this, right before the rain, Jimmy Johnson goes around Matt Kenseth. Well, if he'd have been smart, he'd have said, hey, Junior, go with me, because it turned out he gets shuffled back to eighth because he didn't have any damn help. And the guys that stuck together, the Fords, they went up there and took the lead. I just think, again, you know, maybe I'm sure a lot of Junior fans disagree, Mike, but I just feel that Dale Junior wants to race the same way Jimmy Johnson does on restrictor plate. Yeah. It just it just so happens that recently Jimmy's been in the position to win and Junior's been behind, but I, I think that it'll all even out. Yep. Okay. Next. Hey, Dale Hart, Junior. I'm a big fan of you, and this is Elena from Indianapolis. I'm just really glad what you got and what you did at the Talladega Speed Drum. Congratulations. Okay. So the Talladega Speed Drum. I like, hey, if, if you're a kid and you call this, there's a good chance you're going to get on. Absolutely. Any more, Dustin? All right, last one. Junior, you still did good, son. Even though Jimmy was a butthole and didn't want to work with you, <laughs> actually, you didn't really have nobody to work with you, except <laughs> Kurt and uh, Martin that would have worked with you, but y'all couldn't seem to connect. But still, yeah, you done good. <laughs> and here comes the lady in black, and I know that you can do good there. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, they say it's the track that's too tough to tame on uh, Saturday night racing there in Darlington. You know what? <laughs> I know that I'm a little biased as a Bama boy, and people always make fun of Bama, especially if you go to the infield in Talladega. You see, sure. some, see some things there. I, I've been to Darlington. I have to tell you, those people are sideways. Yeah. I, I think uh, when it comes to infield parties and infield uh, the, the personality – Texas, yeah, Darlington, and Michigan. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Talladega is crazy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to – and Bristol is absolutely crazy. But I, I don't know. I For some reason, I fear for my life more in Darlington yeah, than I do in well, Dago or Bristol. 
Did you notice Dustin about fell out of his seat uh, in, yeah. on that last call? Oh, uh, the the, the, the yeah. dig at Jimmy Johnson. Anyways, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff there on Reaction Theater. I told you earlier how you can find Dale Jr. potato chips by going to DaleJrFoods.com. Now I'm telling you the best part. There are four flavors to choose from. Crispy Original, Zesty Jalapeno, Creole and Green Onion, and Carolina Barbecue. There's something for everybody. Go to DaleJrFoods.com. That's DaleJrFoods.com right now to get yours today. Let's throw the white flag. It's a busy week this week, and it all starts today with the traditional post-win beer toast at Junior Motorsports. Regan Smith, Dale Jr., Casey Kane, they'll all be there to celebrate the Talladega victory. Now, fans, if you're going to be in Carolina for the Charlotte 600 weekend, I want you to come by Junior Motorsports. May 24th is Fan Day. It includes autograph sessions for Dale Jr., Regan Smith, Brad Sweet, and others. And guess who else is going to be there? Uh, me? Yes, but guess who else? Dan, the junior fan, will be there. Uh, my show's going to be there. We're doing our show from there. And I'm going to let you interview Dan, the junior fan, on your show. And, what about, and QCB will interview Dale Jr. The Nationwide Series race at Darlington is this Friday night. Casey Kane will be in the Great Clips Chevrolet, Regan Smith in the Hellman Chevrolet. Now, both cars are going to be uh, – uh, both cars will feature special paint schemes. Junior will be carrying National Guard colors in the Cup race Saturday night. Now, finally, a lot of questions about whether Dale Jr.'s mom, Brenda Jackson, will be on hand for Mother's Day festivities at Darlington. The answer is Yes. We love having Brenda at the track, and that's it. Taylor, are you going to do anything for your mom, Mother's Day? Flying her to Charlotte. Is that good? You win. You okay, win. thank good you. Job. Remember <laughs> to go to DaleJrFoods.com to buy your Dale Jr. potato chips. For Mike Davis, Dustin Lee, I'm Taylor. This has been the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today's your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.